0: blog talk radio hi everybody welcome to ann ortley's weekly weather my name is ann ortley i'm an astrologer here in new york city and i'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk on the upper east side of manhattan beautiful summer day i'm going to go out after the podcast and hang out by the river and i have a glass of wine i'm going to bring with me and i've got a little salad i'm going to sit there and uh just hang out it's that kind of day um so, we are in eclipse season. We are releasing, we are releasing, we are releasing all the way to our new moon, which takes place next week on the 20th, Monday the 20th. So, this is a big release week. Um, and I know a lot of you are always like, really? Is there anything left to release? <laughs> and the answer is yes. Uh, so, um, so that's good news. The bad news is you're going to figure it out this week when you go, oh, I have to release that too? And the answer is yes. This is all about us figuring out things. Remember, the uh, nodes have been in Cancer and Capricorn for the last year and a half. And they migrated into um, uh, Gemini Sag about a month ago, where they're gonna live for a year and a half. But these are the last eclipses in these nodes for 19 years. So we're gonna really feel the energy of um, releasing and letting go and being like, oh wow, that's done. I'm, I'm done with that, that's great. And so this week we have a lot of letting go to do. And I know you're kind of like, I feel like I let everything go already, Ann. Yeah, I know, but there's more. What's going to happen this week is the Sun in his sign of cancer is going to come to oppose what I've been calling the COVID clump. And when he does that, he's going to help you see some stuff you hadn't seen before. And that, of course, has to be let go, too right so that's the idea and eclipses are you know this has been an eight-week eclipse cycle so we've just got one more week till next monday the 20th and we're letting go but mercury of course stationed today to go direct he is in cancer and so every and as is mercury as is venus and the, uh, the sun is in cancer uh, well, Mercury, Venus is in Gemini, but she answers to Mercury in Cancer. So every two and a half days, the sun changes, the moon changes signs, and we get a new emotional story. We get a new emotional feeling. So this week, as the Moon goes, the moon's in Aries today, which is very direct and very straightforward and go, 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 in the middle of the week, it goes into Taurus, Tuesday, Wednesday, which is usually a nice moon. The moon in Taurus has uh, got a real lovely energy of being exalted, And then we go into a Gemini moon, and then we go to the Cancer full moon, right? Uh, It's Cancer new moon, rather. And we have two Cancer moons this month. We had one at zero on the eclipse on June 21st, and then we have one right as the Cancer, as the sun's about to scooch into Leo. So it's kind of an alpha and omega. You know, when planets happen at the beginning of the sign, they herald the journey that we're going to be going through. And then when they're at the end of the sign, they say, hey, remember what you thought about? Remember what you figured out? Remember what you learned? So this new moon that we're going to have next week on the 20th, one it, her- it marks the end of the eclipse season, but it also says, and this too shall pass, this too shall go. So this week, as the sun comes through the COVID clump opposite it, Uh, we're going to get a different way of looking at it, um, and that's important. And, of course, we have Mars now in Aries. He's amplifying everything and speeding up things. So we're really seeing rates doubling. You know, it was this last week, then it's doubled this week. Remember, the whole thing with uh, the way the virus transmits is exponential. If you remember back to math, long time ago, high school math, how exponential numbers take off, right? Um, and so when we were talking about it here in New York, the you know, the governor kept going, you know, and keep the infection rate under one point because then you don't you infect like less than a person rather than more than a person. So when we're running high rates of transmission, you know, you have it and then you affect you affect two other people or three other people, whatever the rate is. You know, that's why the testing and tracking is important. So, at any rate, we're, we're going to see a spike this week. And um, as we head into Mars and to Aries, and as the sun comes to oppose stuff, a lot of stuff's going to be revealed, continue to be revealed. That's what eclipses do. They make us look at things we haven't seen. And because they're in the Cancer Capricorn axis, they make us look at family dynamics. They make us look at our career. They make us look at our authorities. They make it look as our assumptions about who we are and why we are those people. And then we have that nice new, juicy new moon next weekend at the at 28 Cancer, and we go, okay, we're done with eclipses. On into Gemini, Sag, learning, teaching, sharing ideas. Enough with this family stuff. But <laughs> you remember, where did you start out? You started out in your family right so when you started in your family there was this story in there about how do we um how did we begin what were the assumptions we were given and a lot of people uh you know and i talk to them in my client base are looking at their assumptions and thinking about them and going is that still what i believe or you know the stuff that gets put in your brain before you you think about it you know it just gets popped in there and you didn't know about it you didn't think about it it's just part of how you were raised um because it was it was what you were taught you know it's that song from uh, um, you have to be carefully taught you know you have to be taught and and we are as kids we're indoctrinated into the family of origins belief systems and of course then when we go off to college we leave our suburbs or we go off into the world and work we run into people who have different belief systems than us and we go wow that's what you believe interesting i didn't i didn't believe that You know, I was raised in a house where intelligence was valued and uh, went to a Catholic high school for girls where it was okay to be smart. And then I went to college and I went to a Catholic college, which I love and adore. It's a great college. But when I got there freshman year, there was one girl for every four guys and girls were dumb co-eds. And most of those guys had gone to all-boy Catholic schools. Of course, and the Catholic Church a little patriarchal, you think. And, uh, and I was like, what do you mean I'm a dumb co-ed? I'm not a dumb co-ed. I'm smart. You know." So you, you had that contrast, and then you had to figure out what you wanted to do with it, right, or how you wanted to handle it. So I think that's where we are. We're looking at those things we were trained in, and they were perfectly fine trainings. Our parents believed it. Our church of origin believed it. Our schools believed it. Our government believed it, and we were told this was the truth. And now we're looking and saying, is one, is it still the truth? And two, is it my truth? And why is it my truth? Why do I believe that? So that's it's, it's an iterative process. There's no right or wrong. You might say, yeah, I still believe that. Or you might say, you know, I don't really know that I believe that anymore, which can produce a little bit of anxiety. But what do we have? We have all of these planets in Capricorn, saying to you the structure of your life what is it you believe and why why do you believe that structure I had a friend who in the course of her marriage to her partner he had been told by uh, his sister that she was actually his mother not the mother their mother who had raised them and it really shattered his world because he was like the foundation in which I was raised was completely blown up And he had to work on it and figure out what he was going to do about it and go back in and go, okay, now that that structure's been, I don't know if it's true or not, mother said no, sister said yes, you know, at any rate, it's it's him having to live in that reality. Like people finding that they have new relatives on Ancestry.com or that they have a new brother or sister or they had, you know, they had a baby, you know, their partner had a baby while they were having a baby. Right, you know, Their husband had another baby with another woman, and they find out about the kid. These eclipses have been pretty big for bringing up all this stuff that was hidden underneath, that was a secret but is no more a secret. And let me tell you, this week, lots of secrets coming out. <laughs> and I know you're like, more? And I'm like, yeah, and when the secret comes out, you have to figure out how you want to handle it and what you want to do with it. I just you know, This is what we're having. We have to get the secrets out because once the secrets are out, then we know the truth or we know a new version of reality. We don't maybe know the truth. We just know there's a secret. And then we have to figure out what we want to do with it. And we have to figure out. And in the case of my friend's husband, he figured out, well, they both loved me. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and he continued his life. But it, it took a little while to get to that part, right? I had a good friend who... She always thought she was a little different, and she's the third of three girls, and the two above her have the same dad, and her dad's different, and her mother won't fess up who the new dad is, who her dad is. So she has some theories. She's called, you know, she called somebody, and the woman said, "Don't stir things up." And so, all right, so we'll see what happens. You know, it's but that's there's stuff coming out, right? Stuff coming out. And let me tell you, this week's got a lot of stuff coming out. Aristations to go retrograde. Remember, she'd been going forward. Uh, and I had been waiting for, you know, a, a sex thing, right, with the Eris Pluto square um, or, you know, abuse of power thing. And uh, Ghislaine Maxwell got caught. Uh, and they almost caught her when Berman got fired, right? So I'm a little curious about that connection. Then she escaped. Then they caught her again in New Hampshire when Bolton's book, because I was waiting for a sex thing on Bolton's book, Uh, And it didn't happen, but it did. She got caught. So, um, yeah, so abuse of power on multiple levels, abuse of slavery, you know, sex slavery, uh, regular slavery. We're really changing. We're being asked to look at stuff and figure out our new approach to it and recognize people are complicated, lives are messy, parents make mistakes, it's okay, you're still here, you've got the gift of life, and you got the life from the parents, and what are you going to do with it now? that this has happened, right? That's your, that's, your, that's your posture on this. Okay, now that I know this, do, is there anything to do about it? Or does it kind of clear something up which allows me to go forward in a new way? And remember, it's blowing up the Cancer-Capricorn axis. It's telling the secrets. It's helping you see them on a level you hadn't seen them before, uh, the family secrets, the family dynamics, the corporate secrets, the corporate dynamics and how they work. And, uh, you know, you just want to watch it. When you don't know what to do, just watch and be quiet. Let the information ride by you. See it. Think about it. Process it when you get home. Uh, process it when you, get, you know, when you get in your bathtub. And you go, what the heck was that, man? Uh, and, and that's it. The energy is very uh, bubbly, very turbulent this week. Because of the sun opposite First Athena, then Jupiter, then uh, Pluto, then Saturn, right? Boom, boom, boom. And really, and and also the sun square Eris. So a lot of angry, a lot of angry. You know, and that's Mars is in Aries. Take that Mars. Rather than being angry about it, go do something with it. Go do something. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to fight about it. You can say, okay, that's what happened. It gets better. We can make it better how can we make it better and take the action to get it better take the action in your own life because if we all take the action in our own life to make it better or to fix what we don't like that's how we change things and that's what Mars and Aries teaches us he says okay forward and then he goes a little bit too much gunfire let me pause you know assess where the guns are coming from and then once we've handled that then go forward again you know, I remember when my sister at one point, the N- the NCAA, she was a basketball coach in the NCAA Center to a training camp in Marineland in North Carolina, you know, someplace in the swamps and stuff. And she was flying in an Osprey. She was an Osprey coach. That was her team. And she was in an Osprey, you know, flying with this, I mean, the helicopter door was friggin' open. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm in an Osprey. Isn't it so cool? I'm like, No. But she's uh, in the, they're, they're doing team training, right? You know, team, training teams. And they were under fire and she was like, okay, retreat. And one of the guys argued with her. And they, the drill sergeant said, no, no, she's right. When you're under fire, back up until you figure out where the fire's coming from and then go forward again, right? You don't just run into it and get shot. So that's the energy this week. Don't run into it and get shot, but duck. Figure out where the gunfire is coming from, and I don't necessarily mean literal gunfire, but the emotional gunfire, and then go, okay, got it. That's the direction. Now, what do I want to do now that I've assessed the situation? Remember, Mars and Aries is very fast. He figures it out quickly and he knows what he wants to do. It's the people that run towards the burning buildings, it's the people that run towards. That run towards the problem. That's Mars and Aries. So, but you run towards it when it's clear, when it's safe. And this week, craziness on Earth, eclipses. Everybody's very emotional. Release, release. Energies that are having a hard time staying here, want to leave. Don't kill yourself. Transits. These are temporary. Don't leave that way. Could you come back with this chart for the rest of your life? Trust me, you do not want this chart for the rest of your life. You just want it for the week. Um, and we get to the other side. That's the part that's coming. There's, like, excitement down the road. Uh, we just have to get there. So that's the other piece. So let's look at the aspects in particular so you can plan your week and figure out what it is you want to do. And so first up, today the moon's in Aries, which is all the military reference. I apologize for my, my peace, to my peacekeeping uh, listeners. So today the moon's in Aries and Mercury stationed and turned direct. So what's going to happen is, you know, Mercury's been retrograde for 21 days. A lot of stuff's come out, uh, and it's time to move it forward. Now that, you, you, now that it's been exposed, now that you've seen it, you still can have your ghosts talk to you until Mercury clears his shadow, which is another few weeks. But if you had ghosts call you past relationships, people you hadn't heard from in a while, take their call, talk to them. If you don't want to talk to them, think about them. Uh, because they're calling you for a reason or you're thinking about them for a reason. And that's important to kind of be be clear about what that looks like. So Mercury went direct this morning, bright and early, moons and Aries. He goes void uh, tomorrow after uh, 1154 a.m. as square to Saturn, moon square Saturn at 1154 a.m. And then he enters Taurus at 134 p.m. on the 13th. So he's in Taurus on Monday afternoon and evening. He's in Taurus on the 14th. He's in Taurus on the 15th until 1121 p.m. when he goes void with a trine to Saturn. So moon in Taurus, trine Saturn, is a lovely aspect. So Monday afternoon, Tuesday, Wednesday, great aspects for doing stuff. Moon is void at 1121 p.m. on the 15th, and he is uh, goes into Gemini at 1.19 a.m. on the 16th, Thursday. These are all Eastern times. And he's in Gemini all day Thursday and Friday until 5.14 p.m. when he goes void with a square to Neptune. So Moon square Neptune kicks him into void. And, of course, Moon in Gemini square Neptune makes it a little unclear, but it also means that there's a couple versions of the story because Gemini always gives us part one, part two. Then uh, he's void Friday night, and he goes at 10.24 a.m. on the 18th. He goes into Cancer, and he's in Cancer all day the 18th, Saturday, all day the 19th, Sunday. And he goes void at one fifty-five p.m. on Monday, uh, right after the new moon takes place. The new moon takes place at one thirty-three p.m. Um, and he goes void with an opposition to Saturn. Okay, so really... The the back half of the week, uh, well Monday morning, and then all day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, release, 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 release. If you're doing a cleanse or you're doing any of those kinds of things, great time to do it. If you're just clearing your house out and throwing stuff away, you're getting ready to move. You know, you're kind of looking at all that old stuff and going that's done, that's done, that's done. Uh, and then the new moon happens at the very last degrees on the twentieth uh... in cancer last degrees of cancer and and that new moon of course has a hard aspect so it's a lot about letting you know the last next thing that happens of course is the opposition to saturn so it does have a lot of energy around it's a new moon of endings of course planets at the last degrees often do have endings right they they remind us that we're letting go of things so this week monday's tough because the moon in aries squares saturn and pluto we're working with that residual monday morning is tough uh, afternoon gets easy. And then Wednesday, super, super busy. A lot of really positive forward motion energies on Wednesday. And then on, thir- on Friday, a lot of adjusting energy. A lot of adjusting energy because the moon is in Gemini, forming a hard aspect, forming a finger of God, part of a finger of God to the Capricorn planets, adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. And then, of course, the Cancer moon is an opposition to all those planets, uh, opposition, opposition, fight, 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 leave, leave, leave. And that's going to be next Monday on the new moon energy and on Sunday as we're building up to it. So it's an interesting week. Try and get all the good stuff done at the first part of the week on a Monday night, Monday afternoon, Tuesday, Wednesday, because the rest of the week, you're just going to want to throw stuff away or jump under the covers and hide. Um, when we look at the aspects in the sky, sun goes this week from... Um, 20 Cancer to 29 Cancer uh, into Leo early in shifting. Um, and so, you know, the sun in Cancer is, of course, a very emotional sun. So on the um, uh, he's going to be opposite Pallas Athena on the 12th, uh, and then he goes opposite Jupiter and Pluto on the 14th and the 15th, and then he goes square to Eris on the 16th. And then he goes um, opposite Saturn on the 20th, right? So there's a lot of oppositional energy. This is a very uh, emotionally combative week. Um, And it's combative about things that people feel really, you know, important to them. But also remember, cancer planets often have trouble articulating their feelings. They feel really deeply. I mean, I don't know a cancer that doesn't feel like amazingly deep. But they also sometimes have trouble because they're feeling so deep, articulating what they need, right? Or or expressing their feelings. They just feel. They're giant feelers. <laughs> and I have I have a couple planets in Cancer, but I know people with a lot of Cancer, and they're just deeply, deeply sensitive folk, right? So this opposition of the the Sun in Cancer to all these Capricorn planets to the COVID clump, this is like really. Ending. Ending energy. Separating energy. Sad energy. Of course, we're going towards a new moon. Release, release after these eclipses. So those are your dates. And um, you just may find yourself bursting or people bursting into tears or people just going, you know, I am just so exhausted. And I'm like, I hear you. Go to bed. I hear you're tired. Go to bed. I hear you're carrying the burdens of the world. Go to bed. I hear you're, you know, take a day off. You know, take a mental health day, because people are going to really feel emotionally wrought, and um, uh, it's hard. You know, sometimes the world is hard, and, and this is this is one of those weeks. Um, and it, but it's hard in an emotional way. Like you may look and go, well, I'm I'm fine. I'm home. I'm okay but I'm just so emotionally drained. I'm like, yeah, well, it's eclipses. They drain us, they make us feel deeply, and they they bring to surface things we can't really do anything about. You know, there's nothing there's nothing I can do about watching people die in my country, except, I mean, I can do my podcast, but I I can't save any of them. I'm not a nurse. I don't have a magic cure. I can just send love out, and I can just feel really sad, but I also know that... It, Maybe I need to not watch that stuff, you know, because I'll be a little puddle of uh, puddle of puddle of water. It, it, so you really want to you really want to um, you really want to y- take care of yourself this week. You want to really think about what your comfort is, because Cancer Sun says, look at your moon. What does your moon like to do? So if you have a moon in Virgo, you may be like Anne. I am organizing stuff. I'm like, all right, that's good, but it also is a moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a moon in Gemini, so it's a little bit, you know, choppy, choppy water. It's also a moon in, you know, it's very choppy energy. So be just be conscious. Everybody's, remember, everybody's got it, too. Not just you, but everybody's got it. So Mercury station direct today at 426 in the morning at 5 Cancer, and now he's going to go direct, and he has a lot of health aspects this week. He has a quintile with Athena on the 14th. He has a Quintile with Eris on the 17th, which is more of a plan. And he has a quintile with Jupiter on the 17th and a quintile with Pluto on the 20th. So Mercury has got lots of health info that he's going to be bringing forward. And, of course, he's an early Cancer, so that's active for him. Mercury, or I'm sorry, Venus this week, goes from 10 Gemini forward to 15 Gemini, And she is, um, you know, of course, still clearing her shadow, but, you know, she's working on her stuff, and she's got a nice partnership aspect on the 13th, so look for partnership opportunities or things you can work on that you believe in, Um, you know, things you go, gee, that would be fun. I'd kind of like to work on that. That looks interesting to me. Um, She also has a hard aspect to series on the 16th, which is really about, you know, uh, du- the duality of mothering is the way I'm going to look at that one. And, you know, one of the things that happens a lot of times when we're raised as a kid, you know, we look at our parents and we go, I'm never going to do it like you did it. Or we go, I loved how you did that. I'm going to do that exactly like you did. So this is a week when we're going to be looking at how we're parenting. Ourselves, our pets, our parents, because, we, you know, our relationships, where we assume an authority figure, uh, we assume an authority position, maybe we're not an authority but we are a collaborator, right? And, of course, Venus in Gemini does encourage us to collaborate and partner. She does have a sesquiquadrate to Saturn, which is a little bit stressed taking action. So her aspects are basically nice, and she has a great idea on the 18th. So that's a forward motion. And then on the uh, 14th, uh, Mars this week, he's moving pretty quick. He's speeding up. He's going from 9 Aries to 12 Aries. 29 to 13 Aries, right so mars is going to hit chiron on the 14th that one's a little bit of an ouch there's going to be a little (laughs) mars on chiron is like ow that hurt man on purpose that was on purpose don't think it wasn't okay so it was an on-purpose thing and and our job is to figure out how to work with it and remember mars right now is running pretty mad and he has an erratic aspect on the 15th around 7.54 p.m. with Uranus. So that's kind of a little accident energy. So you want to be kind of careful. Uh, and I'm going to encourage everybody to watch this one as you're approaching 7.54 p.m. on the 15th because Mars is in a, you know he's pretty loaded up with energy and he's pretty, so adjust for your time zone. He also has a contraparallel to Eris at seven in the morning on the eighteenth that's waking up mad uh where he kind of goes okay i'm I'm not in a happy place today and uh just kind of recognize you know Mars coming into this covid clump uh is he gets closer he get, he gets you know he doesn't actually oppose the gang until august, but he is he's revving right, and Mars and Aries is really. Uh, you know, my, I still remember this, this picture of my sister sitting there, flying in a helicopter with the door open. And, you know, I, I have to, I do, I do have to confess, I'm not a great flyer. I fly, counting the, the seats to be able to get out the emergency exit. You know, and she was sitting there and the door was open. I'm like, aren't you afraid you're going to fall out of the helicopter? She's like, no, why would I fall out of the helicopter? Uh, whatever. Uh, different, different strokes for different folks, right? Um, Saturn this week has a very hard aspect to the note of fate. Happens once um, once every, I don't know, not that often. How long, how long would it happen? Uh, probably once every five years or so. I'd have to check that. I don't know. Doesn't happen often. That's, I, didn't, I didn't research it. I didn't notice this till now. Hard aspect to the note of fate on the 16th, where he is going to dig in or he is going to say, I agree to change. Whatever he decides Trust me, he's going to do it. So if he digs in, he doubles down on the 16th, you want to go, okay, that's not changing. Then that means you need to change. And a lot of times people go, well, you need to change. And, you know, you can't make anybody change. They have to want to. So on the 16th, someone's doubling down and refusing to change, maybe you even. And when that happens, everybody else has to adjust, figure out how they want to work with it or walk away. You know, you can't you can't change it if it doesn't want to change, right? Saturn is also contraparallel Athena on the twentieth, which is looking at the strategy that we've taken or you've taken, and saying, "How's that working for you?" You know, you're, you, we're going to call it your Dr. Phil moment, where he would go, "So, like, how's that working for you?" And, you know, you would, you would hear the question and you'd go, yeah, like, why are they doing that? Um, but, th- you know, that sh- we're all going to have a Dr. Phil moment on July 20th. How's that working for you? And you're like, yeah, how is that working for me? Um, Neptune this week is sextiling Athena on the 14th. So she has some pretty darn good ideas. And you want to think about what the strategy is for her and how she works and what she does and what that's about and why that's there, you know, what that looks like. So, you know, listening to your strategic approach. Pluto this week, cleaning out the house. A lot of people getting ready to throw stuff away, move on the 16th, letting go, letting go, Uh, and actually moving. You know, a lot of moving energy this week for whatever reason in the sky, moving energy, you know, and it can be moving your stuff, but it also is shifting. And then, of course, last but not least, lest we forget her, Eris is stationing on the 20th that's also the day of the new moon next week, which I'll talk about next week, too. But we're going to feel her stationing for five days' buildup, right? So if she's stationing on Monday, we really start to feel her on Wednesday. That's when all those moon aspects get mean. Remember, Eris is the goddess of discord. She shows discord wherever she goes. She also wants to change things. So she's all about, like, how do we change it? What do we do? What does that look like? And Why? And so as she stops at 2433 Aries, she's also then going to back up for her third of five squares that takes place on November 13th. But she's now going to back up and try and catch up with Pluto. So um, she's not going to catch them, but they're going to meet again in November. So in Aries stations, a lot of discord. Um, people just really you know, feel the fire. And beca- if you have any planets at 24 you're going to feel the fire because uh, Ares is stopping. And if you think of that scene in Wonder Woman where she says to her brother, okay, brother, let's get it on. And then there's all this fire behind her. They know the Gal Gadot meeting of A- her with her brother Ares, who was tricky. We didn't think he was Ares until they revealed him to be Ares. Wow, that guy's Ares? Um, yeah. So watch for uh, watch for fireworks from Ares this week as the goddess of discord reigns her... Displeasure upon whoever she rains it on. So it's a big week, Um, and I do encourage you to be really kind to yourself, be kind to your loved ones. Uh, Take that extra moment. Somebody's really feeling overwhelmed. It's a very overwhelming week, and our job is to really just be like, all right, um, this too shall pass because it will. It's a transit. It's temporary, not forever, but it is. It's a roughie, and. um, Uh, And you're going to see some stuff you're not going to like. And that's okay. It's important for you to see it, to take it into consideration for your plans for going forward. And that's why it's happening uh, from the cosmic point of view. On a personal level, you might be a little cranky. But on a cosmic level, hey, it's all part of the plan. So uh, as the planets dance above us, we dance below here on Earth. So have a great week. I'm sending you lots of love and a big hug the bright red desk and I uh, just really encourage you to be kind to each other this week and now I'm going to take my glass of wine and go sit by the river have a good one bye folks